You're tuning, You're tuning in. in. TBD. 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 Into TBD. TBD. To be discussed. To be discussed. To be discussed. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast, To Be Discussed. And today I have a very special guest here today to talk about not drinking, no alcohol. And um, I'll let him introduce himself. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, what do you do? Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Drew Critchlow. I'm from Montclair, New Jersey, and currently reside in Harlem, New York. Um, I graduated from Yale University, and I'm currently an investment banker. Fun stuff. I think that's a, that's a pretty good five-second summary. <laughs> <laughs> this tells me so much, but not enough, and that's why we're going to keep talking. So... I guess like what sparked this topic is um, I personally don't drink as well. And uh, I've talked about this in other episodes like briefly, but whenever I tell people, the response is always like, oh, that's super cool. I, you know, I'm starting not to drink as much either, or I wish I didn't drink mm. as much, or I don't really want to drink as much anymore. And I keep hearing uh, these same responses from so many different people. Of course, I get the occasional like, oh my God, what? You don't drink? And maybe you can speak to that too um, when we get yeah. there. And uh, so I wanted to bring up this conversation um, because you actually have never drank before and I want us to dive into that. Right. And um, and actually how we met is in a social setting where most people are drinking. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess my first question is, when did you decide not to drink and why? It was probably in high school when I feel like folks around me started drinking, my classmates and such. Mm -hmm. um, essentially, for me, I was the person who was driving and my parents let me use their car. And I know that it's just way too easy to like hurt yourself or hurt somebody else if you try to combine alcohol and driving. Mm -hmm. And so that was never something that I wanted to do. Um, I also knew that I, I, my parents wouldn't want me drinking, just generally speaking, and I didn't want to do anything that was irresponsible. So I felt like in high school, I pretty much made the cognitive decision that I wasn't going to drink. Mm -hmm. Do your parents drink? Um, yes, both of them do. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think uh, the other thing was I noticed, even if it was subconsciously, a trend between the people who, I guess to say it eloquently, were very acquainted with alcohol and like how they would perform in school or where their priorities were versus those who either didn't or maybe didn't as frequently. Mm -hmm. And I felt like for me, based on the things that I wanted to achieve, I needed to err on the side of, um, you know, resistance and, you know, keeping away from alcohol because I, I just felt like it was going to get me into trouble in ways that I really didn't need. Like you really were focused on what you wanted to accomplish and you felt like alcohol was definitely going to hinder that. So what about in yeah. moments, I guess, when you did feel more accomplished and like that maybe you achieved something? Because I think a lot of times people drink during celebrations. And so um, yeah. what kind of kept you disciplined to continue to not drink? I guess... So the, what I just described kind of only counts for high school because once I got to college, 
um, there was really no reason for me not to drink because I was not driving anywhere and people celebrate or just let loose on weekends, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of as you were alluding to. But for me, I think a, a couple things happened in college. One, since I had never consumed alcohol before, I was very nervous about who I would be under the influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also felt like I was making a bunch of changes in my life already and was much different than the 18-year-old who had graduated from high school even three months earlier. And I didn't feel like I needed to add alcohol to the equation mm-hmm. um, in order to you know, make myself happier. And I definitely, I think people already had a certain perception of me frankly, that I wasn't super keen on. Um, and Can you speak I, to that perception, I guess? Yeah. I th- so it was, it was weird. Um, based on the way that I dress and based on like how comfortable I am meeting new people and engaging with men and women alike, people just kind of assumed that I was a player. Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting to me because... I, I, I really, especially my first semester, I wasn't out here like that <laughs> in college. Like I, I, like I can be honest when I was like, no, there were, there were definitely times in college when I was ready to be single and ready to meet new people. But the first semester wasn't that point in time mm-hmm. and people just kind of made that assumption. And I felt like if I started drinking and my inhibitions were um, like released, I would probably make certain decisions that would kind of create me into the person that people expected me to be and and I you know perception is one thing but reality is another and I wanted to stay true to who I was at my core yeah that's great that's very interesting and I think that takes a lot of uh seeing things in different perspectives what Um, about once you kind of established yourself more in school and junior and senior year came yeah I so I think yeah the biggest question for for me was once I turned 21, I think I told myself in freshman year, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to drink and I'll probably just not drink till I'm 21 and then we'll reevaluate. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got to 21, I was kind of like, I've done this for this long. I don't know that I necessarily need to add it to the equation. Um, and I'm kind of content without it. I kind of want to see how long I can push this streak. Um, I also had some experiences with folks who were drunk and got themselves into some pretty uh, troubling situations. So a lot of my associations with alcohol, even if I think that I, or if I thought that I would be responsible with it, weren't like the greatest. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was good without it. So I I, I realized when I turned 21, I was like, eh, Mm, this new ID that I'm getting will just get me into bars and clubs and stuff, but it won't actually be used for alcohol consumption. And I think, sorry, I'm a little bit rambly, but I I think the other thing, uh, this was one of the big things was I, I really value being in control and having um, autonomy over my thought process. And the notion of losing that is something that is actually quite frightening to me. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I'm definitely getting that vibe of, you know, you like to be in control, at least as yeah. much as possible, when yeah. especially when there's a lot of things that maybe are changing and that you don't have control over. Um, yeah. 
my follow-up to that is what about um were there any moments of like temptation where you questioned whether or not temptation because i don't i mean i don't think drinking is a sin or anything i like get that, what but, you mean yeah but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah i i think it was my senior year uh this is gonna sound stupid but i saw i think it was a johnny walker commercial it was some whiskey that they had on the tv it was some special limited edition kind that just looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, you know, kind of want to see what that tastes like. But it was, it, it honestly was less about drinking and was more about just curiosity. Marketing was um, great, it sounds like. The marketing was fire. It was <laughs> phenomenal. Um, but, you know, I, I still, I was like, eh, no, I don't need to. I think, I think the hardest part to me is more so that there's a lot of times when I'm just not on the same wave as other people. Like I can show up to events and everybody's plastered and I'm super sober. And that has not really tempted me, but it's made me feel like, well, not that I'm missing out on something, but I'm like, I can't even understand or relate to you right now. Right, right. So what do you, um, it seems that I've asked some people and their reason for drinking, especially socially is to be more comfortable yeah. and to yeah. also not refuse. Cause I think saying no is something that is really hard and people also can take it personally, especially yeah. when it comes to drinking and having fun or drinking is correlated mm-hmm. with fun when going yeah. out. So how do you handle those situations? Peer pressure fortunately has just never really been an issue for me. Uh, I think that no is one of the most powerful words in our language and it's not used enough um for that reason i I think there are tons of people who with respect to alcohol or other things will just not say no for fear of hurting somebody's feelings but i'm a big proponent of just saying hey look i'm I'm good you know if you want to have a drink right now like drink up i'll have my sprite i'll have I, i i'll have my my water whatever um because I don't think that my desire to be sober should inhibit your ability to drink and let loose and do what you want to do. But I, I haven't really felt a pressure to uh, change the way that I behave because others will kind of feel uncomfortable. I try to just encourage everybody to do as they please. Yeah, that's a really good point. To You're not drinking is not going to make hopefully it doesn't make them feel any type of way about drinking themselves and i mean i at a moment time was drinking uh socially but sometimes i would i remember very clearly and vividly that i would pretend to drink and be like ah Mm -hmm. and then i would pretend to take the shot but i didn't um and then i would like take the drink that someone gave me but then i would just put it down or i would give it away yeah Um, yeah yeah so have you ever had totally moments like that. that or are you usually just pretty much pretty straightforward? No, I haven't I haven't ever pretended to drink. Uh, I think in high school I was scared that somebody would take a picture and even if I wasn't drinking it would go on Facebook <laughs> and something would happen. In college I I don't know a lot of people don't know that I that I don't drink. Like in college, you know, I'm I'm somebody who's willing to dance and be excited and, and get crunk or whatever. <laughs> oh. But um, I don't, you know, 
there are people in my life who swear that I either drank in college or that I drink now because they're like, no, you, he, he definitely drinks. Like I've, I've seen him at parties and I'm like, yeah, well, I was pretty sober. I definitely have gotten that before too. Like, oh man, you were, you were drunk. And I was like, I really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the weirdest thing. People were like, you were so drunk last night. I was like, really? <laughs> right, no, no, you might've been. But... Yes. Yes. That's how I feel when people <laughs> say that to me. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you were drunk, but I remember yeah, everything yeah, yeah. that night. Literally, literally. So I guess like on with that, now that you are, um, in the professional working world and have graduated, do you feel that things have changed or shifted now that you're no longer in school with uh, people um, in the same age group as you? Um, and how has that changed drinking wise? I was, I was pretty concerned about that, um, that the dynamics would change. And I had peers and mentors who were saying, if you go to bars with your colleagues, like you should grab um, a seltzer water and throw a lime in it and just pretend like it's a gin and tonic or something. Mm -hmm. But that to me just kind of felt like a waste of money. Like, <laughs> why am I going to pretend to drink this drink so that somebody, like, I don't know, it just felt off. And I've been pretty fortunate that my, my colleagues have been pretty respectful about the fact that I don't drink. Um, you know, they'll, they'll ask and before I, you know, it's not something that I publicly offer mm -hmm. um, just because people sometimes get squeamish, but like if somebody asks, I'm, I'm very upfront and honest. So once, you know, word kind of got out that I don't drink, people were like, Oh, okay, cool. We'll go out to bars. We'll get drinks. And people just know, like, I'm not going to be the one who's drinking. I'll probably have a water. Um, and, and that's just okay. So I've been very fortunate that the dynamic really hasn't changed from, you know, the way that it was in college. Yeah, and that's actually great to hear, especially, um, especially in your field. I think drinking is something that people do frequently yeah. because of the stress and uh, mm -hmm. things to celebrate and that sort of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. I, now, I also may be in a unique position. Um, but I think just for like when people say they want to go out for drinks, I, I don't know. It hasn't seemed like anybody has taken any offense to the fact that I don't drink and people are kind of happy to just have one more drink under, <laughs> under their belt rather than having to share it with someone else. So things have been fine, which like I said, was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, and a good surprise. And it looks like staying true has been, staying true and genuine actually has been working out really well. Yeah, fortunately. Um, so this brings me back, actually, I'm remembering a conversation we had had um, when we were all sitting up at that bar, actually. Mm -hmm. And I think we mentioned about dating and yeah. uh Girl, buying girls drinks and I remember yeah. you were saying how there was some thoughts behind it and right. uh the pers the this perspective was really interesting and I was hoping you would share sure um I I feel like the go-to pickup line for most guys is to walk up to a girl and ask can I buy you a drink um and that was something that 
as someone who didn't drink and doesn't drink felt pretty awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, in theory, it shouldn't be, but the fact that somebody else gets increasingly more intoxicated while I remain sober felt like it created a weird kind of situation. And right. so I was saying that I would not be comfortable doing that. Um, you know, if, if a woman were to ask me to buy her a drink, I might feel a little bit differently, but I, I think that, you know, with respect to my approach, it has to just be a little different. Um, I think the only caveat would be if there is a pre-existing relationship between uh, the two parties, like if we were going out to dinner, we knew each other, we were comfortable with one another. Um, I, I'm cool with, you know, buying a glass of wine, whatever, or um, as, as long as there is a, an understanding that, you know, you are going to drink and I'm, I'm not because I don't want people to feel like I took them by surprise or anything. And honestly, sometimes people get feel uncomfortable drinking alone. Like they're like, I'm not going to drink if, if you're not going to drink. So I just as long as I'm honest and upfront about that, that's like my one uh, my one exception. Yeah, that really resonates with me. And I love that you're really considerate and thoughtful about how, you know, the other party might perceive this, especially if they didn't know that you don't drink. I think that's a really good point that you brought up. Um, So I guess like if you have any pointers for um, guys out there who also don't drink, how do you approach somebody when you're out? I don't know. Is this giving away some kind of like tips and secrets? I don't know. No, it is not at all. Uh, it's gonna. It's just gonna reveal me to be a uh, pretty shy guy. I'm terrible at approaches. I don't know how to do it to save my life. I need a buddy. So I this is still friend. in the works. Obviously, very much still in the works. The one thing that I knew was that I couldn't do. Hey, can I buy you a drink? Most of the time, I feel like if I'm uh, meeting a, a new woman, it's through a friend or through um, some kind of intermediary. So it's less me going up and, and introducing myself to somebody uh, kind of out of the blue and more that somebody has, like we're either at somebody's house for a kickback or something and conversation flows and then I introduce myself. But I'm, I'm frankly not at the point in my confidence where I can just walk up and say, hey, you know, I'm Drew. <laughs> that's, like, that's, hey, what's up? Yeah, that's, that's not in what my What do you want tricks tonight? Yet. What's going on? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Maybe, maybe one day, you know, okay, I, just, so. I just turned a year older. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that'll, that'll happen this year. Watch. I'm going to ask you in like two, a year or two in a couple months. You're like, oh yeah, you know, it's actually pretty easy now. It's just numbers. I figured so, it out. <laughs> so what I'm hearing currently though, I'm hearing that I should announce to people out there that they should be approaching you first. Oh, you know what? My DMs are open. Happy. <laughs> everyone hear that dms are open i'm screaming um, i'll just i'll share your ig on my show notes you'll be tagged anyways your dms are just going to be flowing drew and people are going to be dead. like i love that you don't drink i'm going to buy you a tea or a coffee listen we can go out for tea i love a good tea that's a i was really disappointed there was no coffee or tea at that bar but it's fine it was not it was not a great selection. 
I will say they usually have ginger ale out when I'm looking for like a beverage and I'm not looking for water. So that that's like helpful because that's like something they mix drinks with. Yeah. So what is your drink of choice when you do go out? Honestly, water. Um, I kind of changed my diet. Um, I'm, I'm still working on my diet as I think we discussed a little bit because it's, you know, not very balanced. But, meat heavy is what I got from your yeah, diet. Yeah, very meat heavy. Um, but one of the join the pescatarian life. I I need to oh, wait, try something. Do you eat seafood? I do eat seafood. Yeah. If you looked at my uh, cabinets right now, you'd be probably horrified. It, it's it's terrible, and my friends and family all get on. We're in a quarantine it. right now. What is going on, Drew? I thought like I we know. talked about control. I know, and I bought a bunch of groceries, and for the first couple of days, it was great. I was cooking for myself, and I was happy, and then my roommate and I were just joking because we were saying, like, we haven't really been cooking recipe, like, meals with recipes, so, like, I've kind of just been making the same pork chop or, like, the same steak or the same chicken breast for, like, the past five days, and I'm kind of tired of it. Like, I need something that feels more like a cuisine and not, like, just a meat <laughs> that goes with the the pasta that I cook or something. Is there usually some greens in there? <laughs> I know there's not. There's not. I'm trying. Yay, we're back. Okay, we're back. Okay, my apologies. That was my fault. I took off my headphones and then it just went, it just went. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Okay, so, um, so since drinking is not one of your vices, um, what would you say is one of your vices? That's a good question. I don't know. I try, I'm, I'm very cautious about things that could be vices mm. because I find myself to be, to have a, a pretty obsessive, if not addictive personality. Oh, interesting. Um, like when I find a new thing, I will, and I'm like, just, obsessed with like if it's it's new and it's interesting and it's exciting it's something that i pretty much like put everything to the side for or all my free time will go towards it and it can be as silly as like a new hairstyle so i'm like researching product or like <laughs> doing my hair in different styles which i know is crazy because when i when when we met i i had shaved my head and was bald but um are you telling me you have hair on your head now yeah i do i do um, it was, it was just a style choice at the time, but to, to your question, um, I don't, I don't know. I think if I had to pick one, I think it might be, this is going to sound weird, but I'd say love because I feel like love and intimacy and I say intimacy truly holistically can be something that like brings warmth to the soul, but it is also something that can be very addictive and can cause you to lose sight of some of your other priorities and some of your other um, interests and passions. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I feel like when I fall for someone, like in good ways and in bad, like I feel like everything changes in the way that like I want to spend time with them and I kind of, like, I, I don't lose myself, but I think that a lot of times I definitely 
drop my other passions. Yeah, like you dive in head first and you just go for it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I I feel like, I don't know, I, I don't think I have a really great, I don't have one that I'm like, oh, this is definitely my vice. Hmm. I guess like a lot of people use uh, like drink alcohol to maybe relax and mm-hmm. um, and maybe for someone like you who says who really likes to have control, like what do you do to relax and feel uh, I, a I, loose? I escape to YouTube. To <laughs> YouTube. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's it's absurd. The recommended page, the algorithm on that thing, it's it's unbelievable. It knows you now. It knows me and I can stay on YouTube bored at that for hours. Relax. Okay, and that makes thing. sense. That's a vice right there. YouTube. Yeah, I think I think my hesitation was when I think of vices, I think of like the big three being sex, money, drugs. Mm, and I don't yeah. I don't find those three to be my vices got Um, it got it and um i guess i was thinking more like broader and not so much into i guess like the like the seven sins or something like that yeah yeah (laughs) so you're currently not drinking and you've decided to not drink up till this point do you see yourself sustaining this and i guess like are your reasons different from when you first started yeah, I think my reasons, to, I, I wrote down a, a couple reasons why I felt like I probably won't drink. Um, I think the first of which is really the control thing. And then the other thing that I actually did mention before was because I have very limited exposure to alcohol, um, I had no idea how expensive it was. So I'm as... <laughs> So from an economic perspective, I'm happy to not drink for the rest of my life and save myself some bucks. Um, but I don't know. There, there's definitely a part of me that, that, you know, wonders. And if I were to do so responsibly, would I, would it be worth it for me to drink? Would I enjoy it? But at, at this point in time, I feel like one of the biggest things for me is just keeping the streak alive. Um, I'm cool with not drinking and maybe there's one day that I have a drink, but I don't know when that day is. Okay. So you're not quite kind of thinking that you're not like set in stone, I guess about, Oh, I'm never going to drink. It's just dependent on like the reasons why, I guess, as you continue to go through the different, like, I guess, milestones. I guess. I mean, I, I put it like this. If, like, I'm not so closed off to say that I would never drink in my life, but I could honestly see a world in which I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, we kind of spoke about temptation a little earlier, and I recently especially just haven't been tempted by drinking and haven't really had a desire to even start. Should that change in the future? You know, who knows? Maybe I'll give it a shot. But I feel like the longer I don't drink, the less likely it is because I'll be like, well, I haven't done it this long. So might as well keep going. Or I'll reach a snapping point and be like, I haven't done it for this long. Might as well try. Who knows? (laughs) So it sounds like 
you know, you're okay with like never drinking, but also yeah. if you do want to down the line, you're not going to ostracize yourself for it or be yeah, upset yeah. with yourself. No, I don't think that it's anything that would make me question my character or be like, oh, I can't believe I did that. It'd just be, I'd probably be in a different mental space, different phase of my life. Yeah, that makes sense. And have you had like experiences uh, like where you are in social settings where you're not familiar with the people very much and that they're kind of, uh, I would say like everyone's drinking and how do you kind of not feel awkward in those instances or are you feeling awkward? Um, I guess if, if there are folks that I don't really know, it probably won't be awkward unless somebody kind of gives me pressure. Like the other weekend I went out, there was somebody that I just met and he was being very kind. He really wanted to buy me a drink and he kept offering. And so eventually I was like, you know, buddy, I, I just don't drink. And then immediately he was like, oh, okay, my bad. Well, can I get you like a soda or something? So it was... I feel like it's the same thing about staying true to who you are um, and people just kind of respect it. It seems like it's worked the best for you yeah. so far. Yep. I feel like okay, I've right. gotten to really understand, um, I guess like not drinking from the perspective of like someone who does enjoy going out, who does enjoy being social mm -hmm. and attends a lot of events. Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing was really just understanding that this was something that I was going to be pretty firm in and sticking to it. Um, and, and I think uh, to anybody who's thinking about it, I think that the biggest thing is if you're firm in it, then people are surprisingly accepting. And, and even when folks are not, it kind of makes me question what's going on with them more so than what's going on with me. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely agree with that, especially with if they have a very negative reaction. Because mm -hmm. I've noticed people who've really negatively reacted to me saying I don't drink, that it's more on them or like a reflection of them than on myself yeah. because they can't see a world where someone wouldn't want to drink. Yeah. I have, I have found what has been interesting is people almost feel guilty when I say that I don't drink. Mm, like, oh, I do well, agree with you that. You know, that, that's cool. That, I, I mean, you can you cannot drink. I, I wish, I almost wish that I didn't drink. And I'm like, dude, you're good. You know, ha have, have, your, um, have your drink. I'm fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not judging you just as I hope you're not judging me. Yeah, I would, I, uh, that like really resonates with me because I think I find myself feeling the most awkward when I tell people I don't drink and they feel like guilty about it, like you said. And for me, I'm not like any passing any judgments and I actually would love for them to drink if that's what they want to do. And sometimes right. I'm actually like end up being the bartender. Mm. I think because I don't want people to feel like they can't drink around me. I don't have bartending skills, else I might be the same way. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I don't know. I enjoy making things. So that, it just, I just, people will, like, people who know me will know that I will pour people drinks or buy people drinks. 
So when that question earlier, we talked about like buying people drinks and stuff like that. And it, it's different because you're coming at it from a male perspective and maybe mm -hmm. someone that you don't know so well, but as a woman, I can, I can probably ask, buy a guy a drink and he would gladly take it and not take offense to me not drinking, I guess. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely a little bit more probable. Yeah. And I don't think it would come off predatory mm -hmm. in my, in my, um, I guess in my stance, whereas maybe it could be skewed if you were buying yeah. a drink for someone who didn't know that you didn't drink. So absolutely. And that's the last thing that I want. I'm not trying to make anybody feel uncomfortable or question, you know, my intentions when I'm, you know, just getting to know somebody or ever. That's definitely not the goal. Have you been in relationships before with people who enjoy drinking? And has that been uh, a challenge at all? Yes, I have been in relationships with people who enjoy drinking. No, it hasn't really been an issue. Um, I think <laughs> if you were to ask them, they would probably say that they would have loved to have either gotten drunk with me so we could be silly together or you know just be able to enjoy a glass of wine together because it's romantic or whatever but i don't think as long as there's a mutual understanding and respect and i think more importantly like there's a certain amount of trust that goes into that relationship because that person can know like if something goes wrong or if I'm getting a little too drunk, I know that Drew has me and Drew's going to take care of me. Uh, so I don't feel weird about being in this like kind of vulnerable position because I, I know and trust Drew will always have my best interest in mind. And, and, and I think that that was establishing that level of trust is the most important thing. Yeah. And it seems like that's a role that you do want to be um, in versus the person, I guess, that needs to be taken care of per se. Yes, but I'm not a huge, I'll say this, I'm not a huge fan of being the babysitter, uh, regardless of if it's romantic. I was just gonna announce, <laughs> I was just gonna announce that if any of your friends are listening, it's time to get drunk because no. you'll be there, you got them. No, I've, I've definitely done it before and it's, it, it's something that I do because, you know, I, I, the people that I'm close with, I really have love for them. I really love them more than they realize. But um, it's not my favorite thing in the world when I, I've got to take care of somebody or make sure that they can, you know, sleep on their side for an evening or afternoon. <laughs> um, do you think that um, you have become the automatic DD or there's a good uh, relationship between you and your friends where they know that no one wants to be in that position? I think folks might have tried to put me on that position in high school, but realistically that was like the last time that I really drove on a consistent basis. But I was pretty firm on the fact that I was like, I'm not, I'm not just going to be everybody's babysitter. Like, I don't want you to just go and get plastered and then be like, oh, don't worry, Drew's got us. Because that's like, that's annoying. And I, I don't appreciate that. And I think it made people have to be more responsible with their decisions. Um, in college, I 
didn't really drive. And even now living in New York, nobody really drives. Like, if anything, people are getting in Ubers, if not going on the subway. So I have not faced that yet. Which is good. That sounds yeah. like a good thing. Yes. I'm, I'm appreciative of that. I think we had a great episode, but I think we can call it a night. I think we had some great conversations and I'm glad you were able to come on and talk about kind of your perception and your thoughts on not drinking and how you've sustained that. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a wonderful time. Like I said, if you want to hit up uh, Drew's DMs, uh, <laughs> I will tag him and have him in the show notes. I'm Critchlow Codex. <laughs> you're out. Follow but me you're on not the lit. gram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>